Would you like something to drink? Ellen, you want something? No, no, thank you. Uh, I'll have a Coke. Do you want that in the can? No, I'll have it right here. Welcome everyone to My Bleeding Ears Podcast. This is episode number 145. I'm your host, Larry, as always, along with Jessalyn. Hello. We are now just getting into February, and guess what was released today? The Golden Globe nominations. Mm -hmm. I got a flurry of texts, angry texts from you this morning. (laughs) Because why? Well, I'll tell you why. It's because this year, the Golden Globes have nominated a play. <laughs> a fucking play. That was filmed and put on Doesn't a matter. platform. It was, a, it was on a stage and it was a play. <laughs> a play that came out how many years ago? Oh, God. Seven, eight years ago, maybe? Wild. Maybe. It was a long time ago. So now I get, they have a film version of Hamilton, which I know people love Hamilton, and people went apeshit. I think it's kind of stupid. But that's beside the point. They're so not that, really that's into not musicals anyway. Mm, I, I'm not hugely in the musicals unless I find them entertaining, or I like the concept or what it's about. It, it's just not like I don't like musicals. So do you think that the phenomenon that it is is stupid, or do you think mm. the actual play itself is stupid? I I think they're both kind of stupid. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, I just think it's lame. I think Hamilton's lame. You haven't seen it. But I know what it's about, and yeah. I've seen parts, and I've heard it. I don't need to see it. Like I, it, it's just not for me. No, it's, it's not, not my age range. I don't think. Um, so yeah, uh, fine. It won Tonys. It won all these awards and everything. That's great. But it's not a movie. It is, and it wasn't transitioned from a play into a movie. Now, if that happened, yeah, that would be fucking perfect. I, I get it. I'm not disagreeing. But it's a play. (laughs) You nominated a play. Get your head out of your ass and nominate some fucking movies. Like, I, like, how did you fuck this up? So tell them why deep down you're really angry that this was nominated because what wasn't? A lot of things were, were, were nominated. One of them was your favorite movie of 2020. Um... The Vast of Night, of course. Yeah. I knew that wouldn't get nominated because for it wasn't nominated for anything either. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. And it was. I thought it was the best movie of the year. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Fine. The Invisible Man wasn't nominated. At all, right? At all. For anything. I can't believe that. That was my favorite movie of 2020. Ridiculous. And I, I know there's, I, there's a bunch of reasons why I think a lot of things were nominated this year. Um, and it and it all comes down to, and I'm not saying some of the people who are nominated in, in certain categories deserve to be. Some do. Um, like some movies, like Prom. Really? Was that a great fucking movie? Well, I mean, I know people who enjoyed it, but I did want to bring that up because James Corden 
got huge backlash for, for portraying a flamingly gay man as a straight man. So, uh-huh. And he was nominated. Okay. And he got nominated. Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. So people are really hating on him and prom. And I totally get it. It's ridiculous. It, it, they, they shoehorned a bunch of, of people in. It didn't make fucking sense. And they left off. From what I hear, fantastic performances and fantastic movies that came out. And instead, um, well, like Delroy Lindo. I haven't seen The Five Bloods, but from the start, when that movie came out, people were like, dude, his performance is amazing. He's getting a lot of quote-unquote buzz. He was. He was. And I know who Delroy Lindo is. He's been good in every fucking movie he's been Mm -hmm. in. This is an actor that should have been nominated. Even though I haven't seen the movie, but I can just, you you can tell. Yes, that, or should have some under his belt, and I don't yes, know what he does. Yes, exactly, yeah. and he's a character actor, mm-hmm. and to, <laughs> to be a black character actor is even fewer than in main black actors. Yeah. So the I, roles I, you the mean the roles yeah. they get right. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, this year was was really bad. Um, there's just movies there that didn't deserve to be there. Prom, what the fuck is that movie doing? It looks like a piece <laughs> of shit. I didn't see it, but. I mean, it still looks like a piece of shit to well, me. Well, yeah, but there's, I mean, there's an audience for that. Remember this, the phenomenon that was Hairspray? Is Hairspray a good <laughs> musical? Not really. I mean, I guess for body positivity, sure, great, but... Mm. So there, but there's an audience. There is an audience, but... Uh, but I, I agree with you. There was a... Um, like, uh, what's her name from Lovecraft Country? Yeah, Wumi Masaku, Masaku, who plays Ruby on uh, Lovecraft Country. Fantastic, and had to, yeah, exactly. There's a scene where she tries to describe what it's like to walk around as a white woman when Mm -hmm. she's a black woman, and it's one of the best scenes I've ever seen. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's such a great show, and she's so great in it. Luckily, it was nominated. Yeah, Thank it was God. nominated. One of the things I liked but was nominated. But no actors in it, I don't think, were no, nominated. No, none of them were nominated. Yeah. Um, writing, I, I believe the writer, um, Misha Green, was nominated for well, good. one of the episodes. Um, the one actually dealing with Emmett Till, it's called Jigabobo, is the mm-hmm. episode. Just a really good episode, too. Um, so, uh, that's, that's all I had to say about this year. It's, it's really bad. Yeah. And to top it off, you 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 put a play in there that's been out for how long? <laughs> that like, they dude. just filmed. Yeah, and this and and wasn't this movie wasn't this supposed to be a TV movie also? Oh, I don't know. I it was it, on Disney Plus, right? Okay. They released it on. I Disney guess they Plus. were going to release it in the theaters at some point, weren't weren't they? Or were they going to release it? Maybe that was the <clears> intent, <throat> and then they just released it on Disney Plus. Right. Trash! Oh <laughs> my god, this year. So bad. I mean, there's some bright spots, like Promising Young Woman. Yeah. It was it was nominated. <clears throat> Three female directors were nominated. That's good. Great. Um, I haven't seen Nomadland. It doesn't interest me a lot it, at all. Um, I'm sure some people are, are going to be depressed as fuck and want to see that movie. Sure, go for it. Uh, but what was the other one? Promising Young Woman. And uh, who was the other director? Ah, fuck, I forgot. I don't I mean. know. I'll, I'll be honest. I didn't really look because I yeah. don't really care. Yeah, I, I I don't care, but I do care. No, I get it. I, I care that, that some people are recognized for their work and it isn't just a popularity contest, which <clears throat> which is very prevalent in all the articles I read today. 
Because even though they said all these people weren't nominated, in nearly every single article that I read about the nominations, the snubs and flubs and whatever, everyone mentioned that Meryl Streep wasn't nominated this year. For like the 30-some 30, <laughs> 30 year in a row, she wasn't nominated for something. And the same people who are writing that there weren't enough people of color yeah. or, or anything like that still haven't learned. Yeah, but we didn't mean Meryl Streep. <laughs> yeah. Fuck Meryl Streep. She has enough. She has enough. Yeah. And what was the movie for? Prom? It was for the movie Prom. Yeah, I didn't even know she was in it. Exactly. Fuck. Anyway, okay, let's get to some movies yeah, that were better than the down. Yeah, I need to calm down. We're, we're going to go over some movies that we watched. So I think I'll just go in order that we watched them. Um, the first one that we watched was Slight. <clears throat> Slight. Slight, like Slight of Hand from yes. 2016. It's on HBO. It was recommended to me, and I guess I thought it was new. It's not. It's from 2016. Yes, it's about a magician or aspiring magician who's also a drug dealer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's trying to move through his life. Uh, but we find out that he's actually a very smart person. A scientist, in a way. He was in, like, a an engineering program. Right. So he was very gifted. So, mm-hmm. so he's able to... he What he did was implant himself with uh, electromagnetism. Right. He pretty much made himself into Magneto. So he says his hand, and it, it's on his shoulder, and then it goes down through his hand, and his fingers are positive... But his thumb is a negative. Right. So he can manipulate things and make it look like they're flying. Right. Also, he's really good at sleight of hand yes. and such and such. Um, he, like I said before, he's also a drug dealer and gets kind of caught up deeper and deeper in that while he's still trying to have a relationship with this girl he yeah. impressed. Well, his parents died and he's taking right. care of his sister. So mm-hmm. that's how he got into that. He dropped out of school. Right. Yeah. And that's why he's doing all that now. Um, this is pretty much an origin story for a superhero. Yeah. And I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. I liked it, too. I liked it a lot. I wanted to like it more, but I feel like there there are just maybe some scenes we didn't need and some scenes that we did. Mm-hmm. Like, I just kept thinking, I get it. Move it along. All right. Yes. Move it. Move it. This scene can end. 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 Let's go. I get it. This, this movie can be an hour and 25 <clears throat> minutes long. Uh, <clears throat> I'll agree with you on that because I think the revelations in the movie take a little longer than they should. Yeah. Um, him meeting up with his uh, professor later on, I think, should have been done a little bit earlier and kind of move the movie along a little faster. Maybe, or at least that we meet, because you hear the professor's voice on the phone offering condolences about his parents, but then mm-hmm. you never see him again. So right. it would have been nice to at least see him once before he goes to him. He goes to him for help making his power like bigger and more yes. powerful because he's facing these gangsters who are going to kill him unless they he unless, gives them money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which he tries to do but and and they end up fucking him up even more and yeah. they steal his sister and then that's when he goes and he starts to become more like Magneto. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, uh check this one out. It was Definitely. It was good. Yeah, Slate 2016 <clears throat> HBO. Next up, we watched Super Dark Times. Yes, this was my pick. Yeah, this one was just poking out at me. Yeah, me too. I was interested and the name Super Dark Times makes me think, this is going to be fun. <laughs> it wasn't False. at all. <laughs> it is not fun. Not at all. I did like it. <clears throat> yes, I did too. It's This movie's about a group of kids 
um, doing group of kids kind of shit. Teenagers, uh, young teenagers, 15, 16. Um, uh, one of them is a real piece of work. Charlie Tufus. Tahan. From Ozark. From is Ozark, it. yeah. He is, um, along with his friend in the movie, those are our two main characters. And then they come along, another classmate that they really don't like all that much, but he's very abrasive, very to the point. Uh, he's just, a, he's an asshole. Yeah. He's, he's, he's an asshole. And they hang out with him for a while, and then about midway through the movie, not even, like a third, third of the way through the movie, uh, they're having fun, the four kids are having fun, uh, chopping milk cartons in half that are filled with water with a samurai sword. Right. That's from uh, What's-His-Face's brother's room. So they take it out in, like, a park and start slicing up milk cartons with this samurai sword. And then that's when um, Charlie, what, what's his name in the movie? From his name's Josh. It? Josh and the the fucking asshole kid. Uh, the asshole kid takes away... Daryl. Daryl. Daryl, that's his name. Daryl mm-hmm. takes away Josh's brother's weed and starts to smoke it. Josh gets pissed off. Um, there's a, uh, an altercation and a scuffle happen and Daryl kind of falls on the sword in his neck. Yeah, it's, <clears throat> it's an accident, right? but they were being stupid teenage boys with a samurai sword. Yes. <clears throat> so um, Daryl's stabbed in the neck, they pull out the sword, he starts bleeding everywhere, he runs into the forest, passes out and dies, and then that's when the three kids cover him up. and Just uh, like with leaves. Leaves. And then get out of there. Throw yeah. away the sword and leave, <laughs> and, and of course whenever that happens you have three different people who don't have a story together and are starting to freak out because they're young kids too. Uh, they just watch someone die and bury the body. They have everything ahead of them. Uh, Josh's friend, who's like our main character in the Zach, movie, Zach. Who's excellent. This kid's name is Owen Campbell. He's really good. Mm-hmm. He really likes this girl. And right when this girl is giving him the chance and coming up to him and it's like ready for him, this shit goes down yeah. and fucks all of that up until it reaches a crescendo at the end where... Everything's different. It's just a mess. I think they're only supposed to be like 14 or 15. Yeah, Maybe yeah. a little older. 15, yeah. 16. Yeah, I believe so. Uh, this was a pretty good movie. Yeah. I don't expect anything too lighthearted. No. Uh, super dark <clears throat> times may be may <laughs> fun, but it is not. It's yeah. very good. I love this kid. I want to learn how to say his last name, Charlie Tahan. He shows up everywhere. Yeah. We've seen him in stuff since he was like seven years old. Something like uh, he was in that... One movie where he's all sick and shit. Then yeah. there's the uh, he was on the S- harvest. The harvest. He yeah. was on SVU. Yeah, we saw him on SVU. Like, well, he couldn't shit. have been more than nine. So, yeah. yeah, this dude's popping up all over the place while we're watching old episodes of shit. He's Wyatt from Ozark. He's great. I definitely recommend this movie, and I don't want to spoil anymore. No, um, no, I don't want to spoil it either. A lot more to spoil, <clears throat> but yeah, check yeah. it out. So yeah, check it out. Um, Super Dark Times. Shutter. That one's 2017 on Shutter. Next up, I think you were joking when you said, ooh, let's watch this. And I was like, yeah, who cares? The Silencing, the 2020 silencing. on Amazon. Uh. <laughs> this, it has Sean Bean in it. Wait, am I getting that wrong? Yeah, it's uh, Nikolaj. It's, you're right. I'm the, sorry. The dude from Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, whatever. Yeah, Nikolaj Koster. Waldo. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, what's his name on fucking Game of Thrones? With Cersei's brother. Cersei's brother, whose name is Jamie. Jamie Lannister <laughs> yes. from fucking Game of Thrones, damn it. The show's barely been off for like two years now. I'm already forgetting it. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, Jamie Lannister's in this movie. He plays a drunk whose daughter has been 
kidnapped and lost for years now and he has yet to move on and then that's when uh, I believe another kidnapping occurs and another death occurs and he starts to get involved with things and um, yeah. shit goes downhill uh, in between the cops and crooks he eventually so, yeah spots this guy on his land mm-hmm. um, chasing a woman mm-hmm and uh, there have been other cases of missing people going around this part of town. So he actually, uh, Jamie Lannister actually owns or takes care of a large sanctuary of uh, of this forest preserve, or just forest, not even a forest preserve. Yeah. And poachers are, are go on his property, kicks them off. But this time, yeah, he saw a woman being chased by someone. So he interjects himself in there, and then he starts to be to come hunted by this one person who's in camouflage and in a tree gear and leaves and shit where he's yeah. able to hide out everywhere. And he has like this kind of sling where it fires arrows but not through a bow but through your hand. It, it reminds me of like Hylai in a way. Uh, you know what Hylai is? Hylai, it's a really big sport in, in like South Florida, Miami. Okay. It's these guys um, have like these handles and they have a ball in them and they whip the ball at the wall and the other player has to catch it or some shit like that but they whip the ball so fast it's like over 100 miles an hour okay it's like it's like a a, pit, a major league pitcher throwing a pitch with their hand but they're throwing it with this this tool and it flies out of that tool really fast okay. and it goes against the wall um they, so anyway. They definitely, it's not even fair to call them arrows they think they refer to them as spears, spears. yeah they're yeah, spears they're big mm, mm. So uh, then we get to learn a bunch of other things happening, um, and yeah, this one uh, was was pretty decent actually. It's not bad. It wasn't bad. Yeah, <laughs> we we didn't guess who done it. it they don't make it real easy for you to guess. No, they don't. Um, I was satisfied. When I was you find too. out who did it, and you will find out who done it. Um, yeah, I would say check it out. Mm-hmm. I don't really want to ruin anymore, but exactly. if you like, like. Fun, go get them serial killer catching movies. Check this out. Mm, yeah, it has a few a little twists in there too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, check this one out. Next up, Metamorphosis or Byonshin. Byonshin. I might be mangling. <clears throat> yeah, it. probably. Yeah, from 2019 on Shutter. Metamorphosis. This one has been passed. I've passed this one by uh, quite a few times on Shutter. Um. Mostly because it was uh, subtitles and around the time, like, I'm finally settled in the bed and stuff. Like, I don't want to read subtitles sometimes. Yeah, and I'm the same way. I feel like I'm even worse. I've yeah, you are pretty bad. You. you are. But I, I, I also hate dubbing. I hate dubbing. Yeah, dubbing sucks. So, so yeah, we watched this one. This one's, I believe, is from Korea. Yeah. Um, it's a demonic ghost story. Mm-hmm. That'd probably be the best way to explain this film. Confusing is also a good way to explain this film. Okay, you were confused by this. I really wasn't too much, because they don't lay out the rules, necessarily, in this movie. Yeah, but the lack of rules is what bothers me. Yes, exactly. That's, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so you said you wanted to talk a little bit about this. Um, well, so... Uh, we, okay. So the gist of the movie is is that um, this family moves into this house and a demonic presence... No, actually, the movie starts out kind of like the end of The Exorcist. Right. Where there's a priest trying to exorcise a demon from this young girl 
And of course, it doesn't. He doesn't. He's not successful before the demon kills the host. Demon says to the priest, "I'm going to hunt your family down and, and fuck with yeah. them and kill them." And then she leaps out the window, and the yeah. priest is physically fine. Yeah. Right. Um, a year later, or however long later, his the the priest's brother and his family move into a house, and then of course the demonic possession starts to fuck with him, and they ask him for his help to come. Uh, exercise the demon out of the house or their daughter or whomever this is possessing. And then we find out that it was their daughter he was trying to exercise. There's a whole conversation about that. About? That they lost their daughter because she was possessed and the brother priest was unsuccessful in... Wait, 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 wait. They have a whole conversation about it, I Who? swear. The family about the daughter that died. What point in the movie? Somewhere in the middle before the priest shows up. Really? I don't remember that part at all. Yeah. Oh, okay. So... So they had another daughter before the two daughters and the son? Right. Okay. Shit, I didn't even know that at all. she's the one who leapt out the window. Oh. So part of my problem is... I thought that was just some random person. That would make more sense. But I swear to God, there's a whole conversation about it. Oh, wow. I guess I missed that conversation because I thought she was just some rando that he was taking care of. And then they heard about it, the family heard about it at some point in time and knew about their their uncle or brother that was in a monastery now just feeling like shit and leaving the monastery. And then they ask him to do it again. And he's like, no, last time I did it, the person I was doing it to died. Right. So There's another yeah. reference to it when one of the daughters comes to the other daughter in the shower uh-huh. and says something about, do you wish you had your dead sibling or do you like your dead sibling more than us or something like that? Really? I, yeah. I, I don't remember that at all. Mm-hmm. I remember her saying, wouldn't you like it if your your siblings were dead? No, it's different than that. That's not what know, the subtitle man. said. I, I think you misunderstood. Well, that would explain a lot. That I would, yeah, I think you're right. so. So, okay, well, let's work off my theory then. Okay. Saying that they're completely separate family from the other one. Because if that daughter, if they had lost a previous daughter, I don't think the family would be as happy as they are in the beginning and through the movie. Or that the, they would tell the priest to exercise another one of their daughters. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't make sense then. So exactly. it would have to be they would have to not be a sibling of theirs for this to happen. All right. Well, I watched the same movie that you okay. did. <laughs> conversation that they have about the daughter that died and then there's that comment in the shower. Yeah, about, well that's yeah, that she was talking about her alive siblings right now. About how like a burden they are and stuff and how compared and, to the one that died. I think you got it wrong, baby. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, maybe I got it wrong, but I, actually, you know what? We'll watch the movie again, and when we can, we no. can. No, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm all set because I did not like it. It was okay. not a good movie. Even if I'm wrong about that, and mm-hmm. I don't think I am. Even if I am, are you ghosts or are you possessed? I don't get it. Um, because they make this big deal about. Um, the people in the family become evil, like the da- the father leers at the daughter, and then mm-hmm. it turns out that it wasn't him at all. Not mm-hmm. only was he not possessed, but it was just some other entity. Yeah. And that happens to everybody. And right. then all of a sudden, one of them is possessed, and the priest is sure that it's just this one person. 
and that that person that it can't change, which doesn't make any sense when you have that ghost aspect mm -hmm. from earlier in the movie. Okay, so I can answer that. Okay, okay, so the priest doesn't know the whole situation just yet when he tells the father that watch that daughter because she didn't drink the water. The... He does though. He does because yeah. he says the sun was had taken its form. It had taken the form of the sun the night before. And mm -hmm. then the following day, he's somehow convinced that it's only that daughter. Yes, because she wouldn't drink the water. That's why. Fine, but he already admitted that there are there's some sort of entity taking the form of all the family members. Right. So the idea that he could be convinced that it's just this one girl doesn't make any sense. To it me. does make sense because he's wrong. He was wrong. But he acknowledges what the entity does mm -hmm. and then somehow convinces himself the total opposite of what he just said. Yeah, because he was wrong. <laughs> he was wrong about that because he tells the dad, watch her. She could possibly be the, well, let's call it the changeling. Let's call them changeling. Sure. Or that, the, the changeling. Because that's what it seems like in this movie. It's a changeling. Um, right. They can replicate whatever and it's not a ghost. Because we... Or, or possession, because none of these characters are possessed. And I don't think that the the priest knows that. I don't think he knows the rules, just like we really didn't know the rules too much going into this movie. Because there aren't any rules. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Next I don't minute. feel like wasting my breath <laughs> yeah, on this movie let's anymore. Move on. It's not good. Skip it. I liked it a lot, so... <laughs> Take what you want from that, so, okay. All right, next up. You were interested in watching this, and I was surprised, uh -huh. because I'm the one who loves true crime documentaries, mm -hmm. The Cheshire Murders from 2013 on the HBO Max. Yeah, um, I like true crime documentaries a lot, actually. Yeah, I just, I just feel like I get you sucked into them. You don't ever say, let's watch this one. Uh, I don't a lot, because the ones I want to watch are pretty bad. So I, I just kind of let you go through them and, and want to watch those. Okay. So, so you um, trust my judgment. I trust friend. your judgment, you. and I don't trust my judgment around you. So. Oh, I'm that gonna... I may not like the topic. Yes. I get it. There we go. I like murder. <laughs> I like graphic murder. <laughs> that, that's, that's how I'll make the, the comparison here. Okay. Okay. So, um, yeah, this is a, a documentary about the two gentlemen who... Uh, murder a, a family or near murder a family because one of them, the father, escapes. And uh, this is just a, a kind of a mystery of like, why did they do that? Or what drove them there? Uh, why didn't the police interject themselves at some right. point in time? There's all these different questions asked about what happened here and um, the, the people surrounding them. So um, this is a pretty decent documentary. I liked it. Um, uh, I wouldn't say it's great in any way. I, I was actually, I wouldn't say I was disappointed in it, but it didn't reach, it didn't give me any reaction. Like, I felt like, okay, that was pretty decent. Um, oh. I liked it, but I, I felt nothing. Okay, because it actually started to make me feel sick watching it the second time. Really? Yeah. I just, I didn't have, like, there. Uh, to me, the, you can watch, uh, like uh, uh, Paradise Lost, and that fucking movie infuriates me yeah. about what's going on. You're like, what the fuck, you know? And this movie really never did that for me. 
Um, well, what really upsets me is how much the police bungled. Yeah. And uh, they were outside the entire time. I mean, almost the entire time. So they take the, the two intruders, take the wife to the bank to get money out. The bank does this, but then calls the police because it seems really fishy. Right after that, the police get home almost at the same time she does. And in the span of that time, these two men rape the girls, rape the wife. The father gets away. The police see the father run away from the house. And at, oh, and at, let me continue. Sorry, I forgot. They then pour gasoline all over the interior of the house, set the girls on fire, and the entire house burns. All while the cops are sitting outside right. doing nothing. They never called the house. They never in any way tried to get in touch with the intruders or the people in the house. They just mm. sat and waited until everyone was dead. Mm -hmm. yes. That's what makes me sick. It does. And I think that's probably the biggest flaw of this movie is that they have no one from law enforcement yeah. interviewed maybe, at all. They all declined. They oh, they all declined. Uh, you, yeah, you, you can read that at the end of the movie. Right. They all declined mm -hmm. to be interviewed. Which would have, I think, if they would have had interviews with some of the officers or the captain or chief or anyone from the DA or anything, but they have none of that. They have to, one right. side of a story in this movie. To describe what could have gone wrong, what were the police thinking, so, I agree. So there's no, I mean, there's no other side to this movie. There's just one side. I agree. And that's why I don't... That's why I had no feeling on this movie. I guess just knowing the facts is enough for me. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm sure, I could hear the police's side and see what happened there, but the fact is they all sat outside while everyone got raped mm -hmm. and murdered. Yeah, and that's fucked up, and that, yeah. that is really messed up. And, and also, they really didn't delve any deeper into that. They instead went more into the, the intruders yeah, of this the movie. Yeah, the psyche of the intruders, which is also interesting. It, it is, yeah. it is. But this, you needed that other side, and it didn't yeah. have it. I, I do recommend it, but it's, like I said, you, you this may, movie may affect you, but it just didn't have, it wasn't complete for me. Okay, So because you didn't get that side. I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, but it's not a bad movie. It's just, you, you're not... You're you're getting one part of the story from one side. Mm -hmm. and you're not getting it from the other side. Even though if the other side was full of bullshit, then that would have given me something. Right. But they didn't give me that. I didn't get that. So uh, I still recommend it. It's still interesting, but it's nothing like some other crime documentaries that I've watched no. before. Like um, oh shit, what's that? The um, staircase. Or, uh, or like, um, uh, what is that, 92, or, or uh, the, the movie about the oh, L.A. riots. the L.A. riots, 1992, something like that. Yeah, yeah. or stuff like that, where you, you get two, you get multiple sides, right. you know? Right, I get it. And you really don't get that here. I want so. you to watch Into the Abyss next time, because then you'll, uh, you'll also get some Werner Herzog in there. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll enjoy that. <laughs> um, okay, next. These are the last two, and we're only going to just... We're not really going to discuss either one. But I was suddenly in the mood to watch The Cell from mm -hmm. 2000 with J-Lo. Um, and when I searched for The Cell, I noticed there was also The Cell 2. Mm -hmm. So The Cell came out in 2000. The Cell 2 came out in 2009. Right. So nine years apart. Oh. Okay. The Cell. Um, 
This movie looks beautiful, but the version that we watched on Amazon looked like shit. Garbage! Mm -hmm. What the hell Complete was that? Garbage. Um, so it, I, I wasn't as into the movie as usual. Yeah. With that and also, as good looking as this movie is, it's kind of boring to me. A little bit. I get it. There's some good looking shit in there, like Vincent D'Onofrio looks great. His um, costumes are amazing. Yeah, that's some of the best part of the movie. Uh, but J-Lo is, isn't very good in this movie. She's her, like... I mean, J-Lo is <laughs> not an actor. <laughs> not! And I know that you can dispute me, and of course you can, because she's been in a bunch of movies. But I maintain that J-Lo is a performer mm -hmm. and a musician. Yes. She's not an actor. not... An actor, like she, she's not. There's no emotion, or there's one. She's a one emotion character. Yeah. That's it in this movie. No, two, because sometimes she's yelling. That's not an emotion. She's not. <laughs> I love J Lo. What's not to love? But Ugh. anyway, I don't necessarily think she's an actor. I still really like this movie, and I wasn't bored. I don't know. This time around, I was a little bored by it. It looks like shit. It so did. I guess I don't blame you. What's going on, Amazon? How dare you? All right. Then the cell two. Um... <laughs> Has nothing to do with the cell. I, I think this movie was filmed by the Sci-Fi Channel. Yeah. And then they slapped a sequel on it because mm -hmm. it has absolutely nothing to do with the first one. I'm not even talking about story-wise. I'm just talking about everything wise. It has nothing to do. Nothing. I mean, ex the actors except for are the all first yeah. twenty seconds of the movie where they show J Lo fall through something. Exactly. From the first movie, and it's and that's it. And yeah, it has nothing to do with it. Um, because the was, way that they, yeah, e even the whatever magic or science that goes into this is different. Has, has nothing to do with the cell. Yeah, Jayla was doing completely different stuff. So we, we stopped watching about 45 it's minutes awful. into it. I went and yeah. played video games because I didn't want to waste my time watching this piece yeah, of shit. Yeah, I caught up on a TV show and went to bed. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, our movie of the week coming up next. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. Our movie of the week is the 1984 comedy classic from Zucker, Abrams, and Zucker, Top Secret, starring <laughs> Val Kilmer. One of the staples of our childhood yes. comedies. This is your pick. This it's, is my this pick, is, uh, yeah. your movie of the week. This is uh, every fifth episode, Jessalyn gets to pick the movie, and this is another one of hers with Val Kilmer. Yeah, so... I've, this is the third. I think we've done more <laughs> Val Kilmer movies than we have any other person movies. Okay, well, um, 
This movie takes place in 1984 uh-huh. in East Berlin or uh, yeah, East Germany, Germany right? Mm-hmm. Um, before the Berlin Wall came down. So I guess a quick history lesson about the Berlin Wall will do us a little favor here in explaining okay. this movie. Um, back after World War II, uh, the Allies all took a different part of Berlin to control and try and get back to normal. Um, Because right after World War II, Germany wasn't like, oh, okay, we're all good now. Let's get back to what we're we're doing. Right, no, it didn't happen. (laughs) There's some shit that had to go down. And what ended ended up happening is that the Soviets kind of took control of part of Berlin and East Germany and they um, didn't want to necessarily conform to certain ways that uh, the U.S. and Europe were, were were conducting their their part of Berlin and Germany. So there was a split. So East Germany uh, and West Germany, uh, and then eventually a wall was built to where people couldn't cross over and go to West West Berlin. Uh, East Berlin was more like conservative and uh, kind of like in the movie they didn't have rock and roll and it was, right. it was a bit mm-hmm. different and the thing is, is that <laughs> um, they built the wall pretty much because all of the smart people were going over to West Berlin like all the scientists teachers all the people were like wow this is bullshit I'm getting the hell out of here and I'm gonna <laughs> go to West fucking Berlin and live because there's not these stupid restrictions here. So for the first few years when there was this split, people were able to leave and go to West Berlin and live their life there. Uh, but after a while, East Germany was like, oh my God, we're losing all of our smart people. All the dumb people are staying. We have to build this wall and not let people out anymore. <laughs> it's pretty much what it was. Yeah. Until finally, years and 30 years later, uh, the wall was finally knocked down. Things were going a little bit back to normal. Um, people in East Germany were, were waking up and were like, dude, we don't want this, you know? We want to be free in a way. Mm-hmm. So um, so this movie takes place in 1984, East Berlin, to where... Um, uh, what's his name in the movie? Uh, Val Kilmer. Nick Rivers. Nick Rivers, <laughs> who is a, a top musician in the United States. Uh, it's a spoof on a um, Beach Boys music that he does. Yeah, so we find out that they were that that East Germany is having this festival, which is actually like a ruse to do mm-hmm. something evil. And they were supposed to get an American like classical opera singer, but that guy canceled, and they got Nick Rivers. And without even, they were just like, okay, whatever. They had no <laughs> idea what his music was. And then all of a sudden, we see the the. Music video for Skeet Surfing. Skeet Surfing is... <laughs> which is absolutely ridiculous, but is so fucking hilarious yeah. in the beginning. Because people are on surfboards shooting skeets. Yeah. <laughs> it's just what you think. It's like shooting a gun on rollerblades, you know? It's, just, <laughs> it's not going to work, man. Uh, so... <laughs> The, so we get to watch the beginning. And, and this is a movie very much like Airplane... And, yes, uh, hot shots. It's a spoof movie mm-hmm. where a lot of sight gags and everything. Right, naked gun. Right, sight gags. The jokes are silly. Right. Yeah. Um, characters, 
you see the reaction of characters that make you laugh more than necessarily the joke itself. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's one of those movies mm-hmm. to which those movies exist still, but they are not nearly as funny as they used to be. No, and They're I don't know bad. if it's the movie or if it's us. I don't see how, like, it's not. silly sight gags... They're kind of timeless, right? They could be if they're yeah. done correctly. Yeah. You can't just have something unfunny and something else unfunny be in the same scene together that... I mean, these two things will have nothing in common. And you can't necessarily get a laugh out of it unless, you know, you're um, funny. Right? Right. So, um, examples of this. Because I, I, I haven't watched any of those, like... What is it? A uh, date movie, prom movie, yeah. all those fucking movies, which are absolute horrible. They try and emulate those movies from the seventies and eighties, like uh, Scary Movie, only like worse. Yeah. And I thought Scary Movie was pretty stupid. Scary Movie was pretty stupid, but at least it was still kind of funny and still followed that formula that, like those, uh, like. Uh, Oh shit! The Leslie Nil- Naked Gun Naked and Gun, yeah. Naked Gun are. It they is... had Anna Faris. I feel like it was Anna Faris who sold them. Yes, stuff. and she's yeah. very much kind of like that straight face looking person, but you laugh like Leslie yeah. Nielsen. And mm-hmm. the first movie actually kind of worked in a way, but subsequent films got worse and worse. And what they ended up doing was just riffing on pop culture, right? And and it just wasn't funny. I agree. I don't think those movies are funny at all. And it was Painful. all... And, and I actually, you know, I think the big thing is that those pop culture references were made fun of so much, it, was, it wasn't was funny anymore. As you would look at... And this is just a small example. Uh, actually, Scary Movie 2. <laughs> I actually saw that one too, and it wasn't funny. But there was one scene in it where um, there's two guys in, like, wheelchairs... And they go and they they face off against each other and ram each other. And one of the wheelchairs blows up and skids (laughs) out because... And then you see the reason why was because Firestone Tires. And at that point in time, when that movie came out, there was a whole thing about Firestone Tires being blowing up and not, you know, and just having a, a bad tire at that time. So... But what, like, The Naked Gun and those other movies did was take that little thing and and spread it out maybe once or twice in the movie. Yes. But what these other movies do, these prom, date movie, something, whatever superhero movie does, is they keep doing it over and over and over again. And it's just not funny. It's all, like, topical, so yeah, it will be it, it's, dated it's really It's very fast. dated. Yeah. To which Airplane and shit... Yeah, they were making fun of airport and disaster movies, right? Which was a whole big genre in itself back in the seventies. Which luckily I fucking missed, but came back with a vengeance in like the late nineties with yep. Volcano, sure Donnie's Peak, and all those fucking movies. Hell, they even redid the uh, what's that one movie with the boat that capsizes and all the rich people are on it and Titanic? shit. No, the other one. <laughs> um. Uh, anyway, it, 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 it has uh, that movie had what's his fucking face in it from uh, whatever. Anyway, I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure people listening might know what movie yeah. it is. Yell it out. Um, yeah, it's about like a, a cruise ship that capsizes and people have to. Oh, I remember the event, but I don't remember a movie being made about it. No, I don't even think it was an event. It was. I mean, uh, the original came out in the '70s, and then they did a remake in the '90s. 
Um, huh. I Wait, the Poseidon Adventure. Yes, there it is. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy I'm thinking of, I still can't think of. He just turned like 95. <laughs> He's the main actor in the first one. Anyway. And, I had that on my tongue, but I was like, that can't be right. But honestly, I've never seen either one. No. It's, yeah. It, anyway. Um, so... Back to Top Secret. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get back so to So I agree. I feel like in the 90s, 2000s, they, and maybe it's just, it's subjective, obviously, but yes. the jokes were topical, and so they would get dated really fast, and just stupid. And I can't disagree that these jokes in Top Secret aren't stupid, but... They're at least they're, funny. They're timeless. Yes. And I think they're clever and funny. Yeah. Yes. Um, so yeah, you know, and it's really hard to talk about uh, comedies like this. Of course, we can just go over all the parts that make us laugh and everything. Yeah, it's not worth walking through, I agree. Right, so I guess what we'll actually talk about is um, just some of the, like, Val Kilmer, actually, in this yeah. movie. This was, what like, his first movie. His first film, yeah. And uh, he's fantastic in this he's movie. so funny, yeah. Yeah, and, it, and it's, it's, it's cool to see him be like this comedic actor when he's first starting out and then he transitions to roles like in um tombstone, tombstone yeah. or in heat or top gun even <laughs> yeah he's yeah i've never seen top gun yeah, right, exactly but he does seem kind of stiff <laughs> <laughs> so um anyway uh he does a really great job he's funny he can play plays it really straight and everything which is which is great in these movies, and it makes them work because our characters are playing it straight. They're yeah. not playing it goofy. And that's how it works. And that, I think that's another reason why those other films don't work at all. And as you can yes. see, they stopped making those movies. And then none of them will come out in a I long agree. time. I, I agree. I feel like because the writing and the actors in the later movies are all in on the joke. Mm -hmm. Whereas when you get the Naked Gun or Top Secret or Airplane, they're all straight. Nobody's quote unquote in on the joke. Yes. It's not a joke as yeah. far as <laughs> the actors are concerned. Right, yes. Yeah, I agree. So um, anyway, Val Kilmer is in this. Um, we get a, a great array of characters to deal with too. We have our East Berlin army um who look like which, which is funny with uh with actually East Berlin is that their out their uniforms didn't really change all that much when the Nazis were defeated like the colors and the helmets and everything pretty much stayed the same and they didn't have the insignia of the swastika on right. them nor did we see very many swastikas in this movie except one time and it's of the Adolf Hitler clock. Oh, yeah. And that's it. There are a couple of bands, armbands. And then, yeah, there are yeah. a couple of armbands. Right. But other than that, it's... But which is... It's pretty uh, alarming because, yeah, that's what their uniforms still look like. Even though this is a spoof, that's what the East German army looked like. Yeah. At that time still. So, um... So, anyway, um... Our plot of the movie, <laughs> which I don't know <laughs> if you want to go through or not. Yeah. Um... <laughs> So, so we started, Nick Rivers is going to East Germany to be in this festival. He's he's a huge star right now. Like, just recently, a huge, like, baby one more time, Britney, huge star in the mm -hmm. United States right now. So he's going over to Ger East Germany, and there are a lot of people who know him in East Germany, too. 
because he's that big. Um, and he gets tangled up with this woman who is trying to get her uncle out of a German prison where they're forcing him to create some weapon of mass destruction. Right. And that's the plot of the film. That's the plot of the film. <laughs> and so Nick Rivers gets tangled up in her life and he tries to help her and joins uh, like a French resistance mm-hmm. so they can infiltrate the prison and save the scientists. And we see that she actually was... Um, well, this movie spoofs a few other movies too. Yeah. Uh, they spoof The Blue Lagoon, mm-hmm. which is where we get her backstory from. She was... Stranded on an island with a young boy. Um, of course, they grow up, make love to each other, and she move, and he ends up sailing away and getting on a freighter ship yeah. and disappearing and, and never the, picking her up. The sight gags here are that they built an entire, it looks like a suburban house out of yeah. bamboo. To <laughs> which they're making fun of Blue Lagoon. Because right. in Blue Lagoon, they, I guess they make all this shit and they, they survive on fruit all this time and right. they look perfectly beautiful. <laughs> Their teeth are great. And so they're making fun of that by making like a house and a garage the, and all this yeah, other there's shit. Yeah, a bamboo garage door that has a remote control. Yeah, <laughs> does she have like a shopping cart at one point too? She does. Yeah. She has a bamboo Bamboo shopping cart. So yeah, they're they're spoofing (laughs) that. Um, So I guess that you could look at that one as it aged a bit in a way. If but Blue Lagoon though was pretty big because one um, you had Brooke Shields who was very young at that time and nearly naked throughout the movie. Yeah. Um, underage I'm underage sure, too yeah. which there were roles that she had done nude before even mm-hmm. this movie so this was a kind of a big topic um and, and sex with underage children in the film or implied right sexual intercourse so they make fun of that um they make fun of uh like the ford pinto about that one is dated. That one's a little dated my but dad it's had funny. to explain that one to me <laughs> he laughed really hard at that mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of some other ones that that happen, but they're. I guess I want to say they're pretty few and far between as compared to movies today, uh, with I the agree. spoofage of yeah. other films. Um, it's mostly just silly sight gags. That I mean, if you don't like sight gags, you're going to hate this movie. But right? If you do. This is chock full of them. You always have to be paying attention to what's going on behind the actors too. Yeah, I think. <laughs> My the, the part where I laugh the most isn't even like the funniest part of the movie. To I would say the other people, my favorite part is um, Val Kilmer. Well, there's two parts, and they're kind of in the same scene. Um, Val Kilmer's at an opera, and he had just met the girl earlier in the film. Uh, so he goes to the opera, sees her across the he's like in the upper deck, and he sees her in the upper deck across from the auditorium. In the box seat, yeah, right. Uh, and then she's confronted by a man, and he keeps watching, and then the man pulls a gun out on her. He goes to go and help her, and he's scuffling <laughs> yes. with the guy, and he has his hand on his face in the first shot, and you can see he's, like, squeezing his mouth and everything. And then we get another take of Val Kilmer, then we go back to that same shot of him holding the guy's face, and he lets go, and his face stays like that. <laughs> with a hand With in a hand, hand in, yeah. I found that part fucking hilarious. It's not funny about that. Yeah. So then they throw him over the stall or whatever the fuck it's called. And they're running and they're looking for a way out. And they're going by doors that are labeled in this 
auditorium, and one of the doors reads janitor. So, <laughs> yes. so you Sorry. think that this is a janitor closet, right? Because that's what it would sh- it should be. Uh-huh. But when they open the janitor closet, it's just a janitor standing in there with a creepy look on his like face. Looking at him holding then, a mop. Yeah, yeah then, so then they just close the door real quick. <laughs> and it's the fucking funniest thing ever. <laughs> the thing that stood out to me this time around was... Uh, when Nick Rivers gets recognized in a diner and they beg him to sing. And so finally he does <laughs> uh, straighten the rug. And I'm starting to think that those songs are a lot dirtier than I ever noticed before. <laughs> straighten the rug is not about cutting a rug at all. Oh, really? <clears throat> but anyway, if you listen to the lyrics, they might actually be a little dirty. Oh, but anyway, everybody starts swing dancing. And then at the end of the swing dancing, when it's like reaching a crescendo... These guys are just swinging like female dummies over Around their in the air. <laughs> <laughs> like a lasso. Yeah. And even before that, when they're in the that, that pizza parlor, when um, when Nick is, is speaking with the girl. Oh, yes. You can, there's, like, in the foreground they're speaking, but in the background on all these tables, the, the these, cara, these actors or just extras are eating pizza, but they're trying to pull the pizza apart. But there's just so much cheese that it's just ridiculous. One guy's all the way across the restaurant. Trying to get the cheese away and everything. And some guy tries to pass through. He has to lift the cheese up and everything. It's just those little things that that are happening, which which makes it great. Unlike, like I'm saying, those movies before where they would have that same kind of scene where they had the actors in the foreground and the shit happening in the back, they would make that point to... To cut from there to show them doing that, yeah. then cut back to them having that conversation with right. them in the background. Mm-hmm. That's not how to do it, man. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, uh, any what else you have? What else can we add to this? That yeah, I don't without know. trying it's to not, go over the movie, it's not worth a walkthrough. I think that we just pulled out our favorite sight gags. Mm-hmm. Um, when did you watch this for the first time? I remember catching this movie probably, I want to say 1986 or 1987. I, it was never like in the beginning either. It was always probably about 20, 30 minutes in. I, I seem to always catch it right when they're on the train getting to Germany. Mm-hmm. Or when Nick Rivers is at the, uh, when he first goes out to dinner that one night. And he has right. to wear a jacket and everything and he ends up singing. I usually would catch it there. Um, but my favorite parts when I was a kid, though, were the parts that had chocolate mousse in them. You which love was, chocolate which mousse. Which was, was... I love all the characters yeah. in that scene because instead of... <laughs> okay. Um, Americans with other names and shit and our association with words... It, well, it's like with other countries, too. We're like... Um, well, we'll say the names of some of the characters that are in the French resistance here. Yeah, because um, and whenever they're speaking a different language, it's complete nonsense. Yes, it <laughs> is. <laughs> like um, some of the guys' uh, names were Latrine, Latrine, de- Deja Vu, Duquois, Duquois. Like all of these names that are just words aren't names. They're not Chocolate like mousse. they're not like. Gary or Frank or anything. Right. It's uh, uh, Chocolate Moose. He's a black guy in the French Resistance. <laughs> right. And, um, uh, oh, there's a few other ones that were pretty funny. Yeah, they introduce. I'm trying to look them up now. They introduce a bunch of them. So, yeah, that was funny, just going through all their names and the characters. Um, 
and there's like a bunch of scenes like that which are are funny and uh the cow scene is funny because they they do this very well um when they use a fake cow and a real cow in um when they're infiltrating the the german castle where they're going to save the the professor right um they the army has cows that they let in and out of the fence so the french resistance guys have a cow costume <laughs> they put it on and when um they're in the shot with the other cows is an actual cow with, with boots on with boots on <laughs> yeah um and with a keen eye you can see that the boots aren't actually boots on the on the cows they're just kind of cut offs to where their right. hooves but anyway, uh, it's humane for the cow, right? But in other scenes, you'll see um, like the cow smoking a cigarette with the human <laughs> hands, like fixing something, which is funny. Yeah. It's, he's smoking through the cow's head. It's, <laughs> it's, just, it's shit like that. Little things that you'll pick up. Pick up. And if you first see this movie, yeah, you're not going to get them all. There's, There's no way. So I saw new things this time. Yeah. yeah. So anyway. Um, yeah, of course we. Re I recommend this movie. Absolutely, it's one of the funniest movies ever made. My dad, I think, taped this off on off TV. I'm pretty sure we had a bootleg copy of this. Mm -hmm. and I watched watched it to death. <laughs> <laughs> I think I probably watched some of the other ones a little more than this growing up. Like okay. Airplane, I think I'd watched a lot more. Yeah, Airplane is fantastic. Uh, Naked Gun was another one that I watched a lot more than mm -hmm. this film. But after, like, um, I want to say Hot Shots. It all kind of started going downhill, starting with Hot Shots Part Two. Even though that one's still pretty funny and it's still so holds funny. up, yeah, it, it, you can see the drop off, and you can definitely see the drop off in Airplane Two. Have I you don't ever even, seen? Yes, I just remember uh, William Shatner freaking out. That's really all yeah. I remember from that movie. It's not nearly as good as the first one. Yeah, um, but yeah, uh, a definite watch from us. And I think that about does it for yeah. us this week. I think it's, uh, you can rent or buy on Amazon, mm -hmm. but I bought it a while ago. No, okay. Yeah. And we have it on DVD, too, so if you ever want to put a DVD in. Right, because those aren't obsolete at all. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we have the sell on DVD, too, and it would have been a better picture, but... Hey, man, I gave you the opportunity to look. It's just Did you? I, oh, I had it pulled up. Yeah, shitty cup. It was terrible. How, I mean, shame on you, Amazon. Yeah. Of all the movies. Fuckers. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us once again this week, and we will check you out next week. Thanks for listening. <laughs>